0: I do ask for the, those prayer, as Shane has already said, that I would have even the strength to come up here. How much I just want to turn around and go home on, on these days. little while trying to almost find an excuse why I don't want to be up here or shouldn't be up here and my flesh just wants me to get mad and to say forget it I don't I'm not gonna do it I don't want to do it but I know that this this undying portion within me is not mine. It is, it is bought with a price. I don't know that it's a, I pray that this flesh, as it needs to, pray that it wouldn't become more in control than that, that Holy Spirit that guides us and that guides me and would help me to do what is right as much as it so much goes against how I, I feel as a human it makes me emotional and I people that know me, which is everybody here basically. The people who really know me and my family—I've just always been that way. That I just don't like to show any any emotion if I can help it. I hate. It seems that I hate to, I hate to even have to anybody see a tear, and yet it, every time I come up here, it seems that I, I'm brought down, or or that my emotions are, are brought out. And I hope that it doesn't be, become a a distraction or a bother or an annoyance to anybody when, it, when I do. It seems, it seems that I'm always emotional up here. I know when I was uh, younger and, and listening to these older speakers, a couple of the, they used to think of, I don't know if I need to bring out names, but just you guys know them as well. Don Don Visla, I used to remember watching him, listening to him when I was younger, or <coughs> Ivan Sepola sometimes. And it seems like all I would listen to those guys and just wonder how how is it you just have to be almost on the verge of crying all the time, just you can give a a sermon and you don't have to be in tears. But now being in this place, how much I, I realize and think I know how they felt. Even though, even even knowing it for a fact, because God's word states it, I still can't seem to ever think that there's any way. There's no way that Don or Ivan... as sinful as I am created we, we are human and, and and I know that that we are we are created in, in God's image and even so it seems that this flesh seems to take so much hold on us we are it seems that a lost and condemned creature we are or I am and we I probably deserve deserve death and yet I think even as those old creatures and I think hopefully everybody here realizes that we have been given instead that everlasting life, that promise of everlasting life, and we are saved through that shed blood of Jesus Christ. As far as I'm concerned, I feel like that's what that's what what it is for me, and maybe I feel like it may have been for those men as well, and, and others. Just the knowledge of that of who we are, and how unfit we are for this position, and yet still God God loves us up here, and He loves everyone. congregation so much that this word is still preached, regardless. So I ask for your prayers, please, for the strength to keeps you in this. Morning. I'd like to read from the 12th chapter of Acts. I read from the first verse to the end of the 11th verse. Acts chapter 12, from the first to the eleventh verse, reading in Jesus' name. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James the brother of John with the sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four courtinians of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod, and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Amen. Sometimes I I, I read and, and I was just I don't know I want to say passing through but reading through these chapters a little bit and like I've said before and I don't want to keep repeating the same thing to say, to have just to have something to say but it seems like myself I've just in, in in schooling it seems like I've been almost trained through all the courses I have to always look for little metaphors and sometimes those those university teachers will find metaphors where there aren't anything and it seems like I've been sort of pushing that same direction a little bit but I hope I'm not stretching anything here when I when I read this this passage Maybe I am, but the message is still there. And the, and this this could be a, a story of, of the pointing to someone coming into the faith as well. But for myself reading it it seems that it came to me. And I hope I'm not wrong in, in thinking this way that it, it it can be a picture of of being able to be free from that law and not to be totally free from that and I there's so much there that I, I wish I could expound on and don't know that I'm given that. But looking through this chapter or this, these first 11 verses, it just came to me that way. Yeah, there's so much in this, in these verses as well, speaking on other things and even that second verse, or even, even the whole, the whole, the entire chapter and it seems everything, the everything opposing God's Word is this way and, and it, points to that same story, kind of on a different line, not concerning what I've already talked about, about the law and that. But just Herod going out to vex those certain of the church, and it is that way in this world, and there's many, and I'm sure there's many that would, that would want to rid people of, of the, from the church in this world. Even in this peaceful nation that we live, we know there is much persecution of Christians elsewhere in the world, but it always strikes me and i I'm going off on a different rabbit trail, but it also strikes me so hard when I read these verses and don 't see how how many people do not and i'm not saying anyone here i know I know that people here know but it seems so much that, the, that these that the closer we are to Christ or, or, or the, the the more of a Christian we are the better our life is and truthfully if we could admit it and if I could even admit it that, that life, our life does get better the closer we get to Christ but the closer we get to Christ the harder to, it is to be happy and content and, and live in the way that our flesh wants to live—that is—that is a blessing as much as as it is a, a bother to this flesh. And it seems weird. I don't know if I'm saying that's right or thinking right this way. But I know the sentiment, but I can't even pick up where it is. Written or the exact word, but that we would be happy in the persecution that we receive, or glad in it. That that and and it seems so stupid to say this. And I, like I said, I hope I'm not saying it wrongly. And it's not that I want to be killed by the sword, or to be put in prison, or to be stoned. But I pray that I would have the strength to stand up to God's for God's word, and to stand up for Christ to the point that that's what would happen to me if that's what the way the people wanted it to be, or not the people, but the this world. In my mind, that I feel like I'm, it's not right to say, and I'm not, I don't really want to, but not that, almost that, and it's so. I guess it is wrong to say this, but to be almost jealous of, of that way, I'm not. I'm not jealous, like I said. I don't want. I don't want to, have to to have that end. But James was not killed because he was going along with the world. James was killed because he was in the church and he was in that church of Christ. He was in that body of believers that had Christ dwelling in him. These men were not persecuted for no reason. And that's why I say maybe I hope that I can have that even that, not that I, I want to be persecuted or any of us want to be persecuted. That we would stand out from the rest of this world, and it seems weird to say it like this. But, and I don't know that it sounds so so awful to say it like this, but we can hope, hope, and pray that this world hates us. Not that we we want hate or or. or See that as anything of a good thing, but this word has said that if this world hates us, then, then we know that we are of Christ. No, it doesn't say it exactly like that. <clears throat> and because he saw it, this is. Herod killing James, and because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to further take Peter also now maybe switching gears what was how this these verses came to me and and Herod's part, and, and I know this. This chapter does not end well for Herod, but how much that is so it would be in this world that if how people almost rejoice in, in persecution of Christians. Yet you can, you can anything you say about any other religion, it's it's immediate, immediate backlash. But you can say just about anything you want about Christianity and Christians and God and all sorts of blasphemies we hear every week, and especially I do, working in schools and and some of the jokes the kids and the teachers say. Nobody cares anything. But if you said that about a Anything awful about a, or not even awful, just, just factual about, about Islam or, or this trans stuff that goes on or any other thing, there's immediate backlash and we're just the worst, horrible, awfulest human being that could ever say something like that about another person. what came to me here trying to, to move on here and not keep going down that rabbit hole even though it's, it's not necessarily just a rabbit hole is a, a, a good message as well and maybe getting into this thing that I, I think maybe I don't I hope I'm not just stretching on this metaphor of what I see as being this law that it pleased those Jews and we know that the Jews follow by that law as best they can or and, and have added to it and, and made it so specific and tried to adhere to so much that is so hard to adhere to. And when he had apprehended him, being Peter, he put him in prison and delivered him to four Quartinians of soldiers to keep him, keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. therefore was Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. When Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the soldiers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, And a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. I don't... Sometimes I feel like if I'm bringing this up, it's as if I'm saying this to anybody in particular, or to myself in particular, and I don't think that I am... But it has been this way in the world and I mean in the in the in the church everywhere. Well, I don't know about everywhere, but that there, there is that, that that bondage to that law and I suppose most especially with that, with Judaism They would be able to keep those laws and to keep those ordinances of God perfectly and that would be their, their road to salvation. And I don't know exactly the sentiment of any Jewish people. I haven't actually talked to any Jewish people in these days or any day. I've never talked to a Jewish person about anything concerning faith. But I imagine as their word still says that they still are waiting for that Messiah I don't believe that they, they believe that they're going to be having to follow exactly this this word forever but as it is now they still do not believe that that word that, that word of Christ has already come but it can also be for us as well And we know, we have known, I know many of us have known some people like this, and we're not going hard, I'm not being hard on those people at all, that have been somewhat bound by that law, and tried to follow it, and in a way have been imprisoned by it and been held captive and held down by having to try to fulfill all these things that God has commanded of us but we pray for them and and for those that may still be thinking that way that as that spirit or as this angel of the Lord had done to Peter that he would smoke him that they would it seems that they almost have people and maybe this is more a, a picture of coming into Christianity as well but also that it seems while well, just reading here that that angel did not gently nudge him on the soldier and say okay Peter you gotta wake up let's go quickly and quietly here it says he smote Peter and I don't know exactly the action that was taking, but I know that I, I can believe this word and I don't think these words were, were put in here lightly or just thrown about around, around by the uh, the translators of this Bible. I believe God directed them and led them. And this word is correct here. And he smote Peter on the, sides, on the side. And it is that way for us even... And whatever whatever we are held bondage by, that sometimes we need to have be almost violently shook, or or to well, just thinking away. I think to almost be slapped upside the head a little bit. I'm not trying to say that lightly. It's just uh, I, I think you need sometimes you almost need to do that to yourself. Like wake up, Claire. This angel commanded him, saying, "Arise up quickly!" And Peter's chains fell off from his hands. And just like that, I think is that when that spirit is there, when that spirit is doing the leading and the the instructing and and the, the giving us the direction of what we are to do next, those chains are able to be taken off. They fall off. Almost as if they weren't even doing much in the first place, if they are so easily falling off. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him. And wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but he thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. So this iron gate that held held Peter captive, that held him within that city, opened and I, and maybe I'm confused about who, who it is speaking of here and I did sort of read through that sentence a couple of times to try to figure out who exactly he's talking about and I asked that I would be corrected if I, if I'm mistaken but it seems that it is pointing to the Peter that that gate was opened of Peters on Peter's accord. That Peter was able to be free that whole time, and I'm not saying he was able to just get up and walk out of that prison. Naturally speaking, I'm speaking more on in terms of if whatever it is that imprisons this imprisons a, a human or a person in this walk, whether it is that sin or the, or that 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 knowledge of sin, which is that law. I'm not saying that knowledge of sin is a bad thing. That knowledge of sin. That knowledge of sin is, is why we are able to, to be sorrow to have that godly sorrow work in us that brings us to repentance. But it would seem looking on two sides here, both both that uh, naturally what is being said here but also whatever it is that we are held bonded by That we would be able to to be out of that prison, not not on our own, not on our own. I'm not saying we can just go up and say, "Okay, now I don't need to worry about that sin. I don't need to worry about about following that law." But this word says that if we are we are led by that spirit, then we are not under that law. And unfortunately I think there there are those that think that if we well, we're not under that law anymore that we can go and do what we want and those those the law and, and what God has commanded of us are just sorta of somewhat rough guidelines, just try to try to not do this thing as much and that one's not as severe as the next and I mean it's okay if you sort of make some, some off-color jokes once in a while, but just make sure you don't murder. We know that it is not that way. We are not under under solely that law. And yet, Jesus said that he is, came to fulfill that law and not destroy it. that not mean then that, that Christ is that law? And it also says that that, that word is is written on our law, written or that word is written on the hearts of the believers, and and Jesus Christ is that word. Therefore, I believe that we are we are fully still. I don't want to say under that law, but we are we're held by that law, and I pray that none of us would be held in, in bondage to that law, but rather that we would be held in bondage to Christ. Even as I, I said at the beginning here, how much this this flesh does not want us to be up here and to have to deal with this or to or to have to have to deal with speaking with God's holy and perfect word which points out every sin that I have committed why would I want to be up here doing this why would I want to have to bring out to myself in front of everybody else it seems obviously everybody knows that I'm talking about myself up here I'd want to want to have to do this, and yet we are held in bondage to Christ. This soul, as I have said, it is not my own. We are bought with it with a a, a price—a very high price. Our Lord and our Savior. Suffered death, hell, and the devil in our place. And even now I get emotional thinking about it, and we all know it, and we all believe it. We all fully believe that. I pray that each of us does fully believe that. Jesus Christ has died in our stead and suffered those things in our stead and how much we know it and we can say it and how hard it is still to comprehend. We have no idea or at least I have no idea why well, I, I know I know nobody here has, has any inkling of an idea of the exact feeling or what that is to suffer death, hell, and the devil. We know that it is an eternal separation from God. But that is all we know. We have no idea what that means even to deal with anything eternally. as I've said before also, God's word never leaves us. He never leaves us with that, telling us that we should have suffered what Christ suffered for us. He leaves us with the fact that we, he loves us so much that he allowed that to happen. When Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. I don't know specifically exactly what that is talking about there, that last part. Maybe that's what struck me most about the, tying it to, to the law here—that expectation of the people of the Jews, that law that, they, that we that we were originally to follow, and only the Jewish people. And yet, once Christ came, He freed everybody from that. There was no expectation, and maybe I'm just pulling words and using them incorrectly here from what it says but there is no expectation that we can follow that law we are only able to do it by Christ we are only saved by Christ we are entirely incapable of of following or adhering or, or fulfilling any single one of those laws and we know that Christ has said that when he was here And expounded on each of those, each of those laws. And even myself sometimes I think, I think that even though we are, we've read this countless times, it's like, well at least I haven't killed anybody. By Christ's description, I've done that hundreds of times this week. Peter was sent that angel to lead him out, so also does Christ send that spirit unto us, that we might be able to follow it, and that spirit is in total agreement In total agreement with Christ, as Christ is this Word, and that Spirit leads us through this Word, and shows us that we are not—we are not able. To, this Word has shown us that we are that we are sin. That law does show us that we are sin. And I think it's—it's—it's it's, it's interesting. Even Adam and Eve. God, the things God allows, and we don't understand why and why it is this way. And it seems that if we were to run things, it would have gone a whole lot smoother and just wouldn't have allowed anybody to do anything wrong. And it just would have just been the perfect world the whole time. And yet, God allowed that, that sin to come into the world and that, that knowledge of good and evil. I was thinking of this on the on the way out here. Even that, how awful of a thing it is that sin had to come into this world, and yet without the knowledge, and that God's plan was in in place from the very foundations of this world, and they're so perfect God's plans, and yet it seems we have no no idea how. It's so hard to, to try to wrap our, our mind around the way he operates this world. But without that knowledge of sin, and I, even so for Adam and Eve, I believe, as it is, as much as it is for us, without that sin and without that knowledge of sin, and I suppose especially for Adam and Eve at the beginning there, they had absolutely no idea how much they needed God. Yes, of course they knew they were of God and they walked with God. And they were perfect there in the beginning. But I believe once they, once that sin came into that world and their knowledge of what is good and what is evil, that realization of of how much they needed God was so much more there. And how much that is with us. That we, it seems the more we're in this word, and the more we see how, how failing we are, pray that it doesn't push you further away from this world, this word, that you would want to be led down some other path by anger or resentment or pride or whatever it is. But I pray for each of us that that, that knowledge of, of who we are would only bring you closer to Christ and help you to realize more and more each day how much you need Christ. It does so for me. Like I said, it seemed like my flesh wants to... The more things build up, the more this flesh wants to just get mad and, and run away and forget it all and don't want to deal with it. But I'm so thankful that God uses those opportunities and has humbled me enough And I'm not alone in, in feeling that way. Humbled us enough to realize that we need Christ all the more. And it's not it's not a hatred of, of of us from God that He shows us these things. It is a love of God that shows us who we are. And a love of God that gives us that way out, a love of God that, that shows us. And teaches us each time that that simple gospel truth. Which is that we are sinful creatures. And yet we are saved. By grace through faith. In Jesus Christ. And his shed blood alone. In Jesus name. Amen. Shall we close with a benediction? May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift his countenance upon us and give us peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Five yeah. right, fifty eight.